Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we're drafting on one of my favorite sites. Don't tell the other sites. We like everybody in best ball. But one of my favorite sites that doesn't get enough doesn't get enough credit in the entire best ball space doing something totally different, totally new, totally unique in the entire best ball space with cumulative scoring, different rosters, different player scoring, all sorts of fun stuff. It's drafters Com. We're also going to be giving away a free ticket to their $20 best ball championship tournament, which is a million dollar prize pool, $250,000 to first place on drafters. And today we're hopping in a draft. We're going to fill this puppy. And we're going to see maybe, maybe one of us can win $250,000 today live on the stream. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's do this thing. I already entered. If you're watching and you would like to join this draft, I already entered. I'm out in front of the chaos. Five more. We just need five more to enter this. Again, $20 drafters million NFL best ball championship. Um, we've done one of these. It looks like we need four more. Now, we've done one of these drafters drafts here on this stream. We did um, some of their early best ball championships. And we've talked about drafters a fair bit, but I wanted to specifically draft here um, in this tournament today because yesterday, if you watched the Best Ball Theory episode, I talked a lot about, um, well, the entire theme of the episode was specific strategy for specific tournaments and specific sites and how do we go about navigating the waters of this insane best ball space that has so many different options. Every site is different. Every, um, even, even within specific sites, the tournaments can be different, right? Talked a lot about yesterday. Um, the puppy versus best ball mania three on underdog and just how different 
the strategies probably should be for each person within the just the different tournaments. And this one on drafters specifically is probably the most different. The most different. Before we dive into that, I am going to post in the Discord. Need four more for drafters stream. Got to do the um, typical promotion here. Let me tweet this out. This is always my favorite. This is always the best streaming. Um, you know, I'm sure this is the thing you're most interested in is me like typing out tweets and reading them out loud. I'm sure that's always the most fun for everybody, but an important aspect of getting <laughs> this filled so we can actually all draft it um, on stream. All right. Four more for drafters. All right. So drafters is, like I said, maybe it's kind of the most unheralded aspect of the entire best ball space. And that's what I love about it. it there's, you know, we, we love to applaud um, underdog for trying different things. And I, I certainly love to applaud underdog for trying different things and unique tournaments, unique structures. They did super flex and all of that, but drafters has a format that, is much different than every other, right? If you listen to every single probably stream that I'll do this entire summer, it's talking about week 17, right? Constantly talking about like week 17 and uh, how important that is correlating for week 17, right? Um, our good friend, Peter Overzet just did a two more, by the way. Um, and yes, yes. Best ball moderate, there is a promo code and it is spike. And I'm going to put it up on the screen. Promo code spike on drafters and you will get a free ticket. If you use promo code spike, you'll get a free ticket into this, into this tournament with just a $10 deposit. So literally deposit $10 and you get a free $20 entry. Um, pretty good deposit bonus they have going. Now I already forgot what I was talking about with drafters. Um, let's just see if we can get this puppy filled, eh? I think you guys have probably heard me talk about it quite a bit with them. Um, but if you are unfamiliar, and if this is the first time you're watching something to do with drafters, so it is a cumulative scoring format tournament. As you see here on the screen, schedule, week one through 17, no playoffs, exclamation point. There, There is no worrying about week 17 there's no advance rates there's no any of that it, on in this specific tournament you draft your team you compete against 55,000 oops already all these guys you compete against all these people 55,008 entries into this tournament once you draft your team you compete against those all of them. You obviously draft just within your 12-man draft, but 12-person draft. But you compete raw, total raw cumulative points from week one to week 17 against all 55,000 other people that draft into this tournament. Um, so that's important to know, right? 
I did talk a little bit yesterday on the show. If you have not watched one more, if you're watching, I just need one more to fill this draft. It'd be pretty sweet to fill uh, a uh, <laughs> to fill a 12 man draft on. You know, it's, if anybody knows that's played on drafters, not all that easy to fill one of these. So it'd be pretty sweet to fill zero uh, a zero filled tournament. I think you just did, David, for the audio listeners. I'm not, I'm not doing that which shall not be named. Voldemort, that's Rob's job. Not for me. But thank you, Tony and David, for doing the Voldemort for me so I don't have to do it. Um, and again, as Best Ball Moderator says, if you need a deposit, even if you miss this draft, um, if you need to deposit on drafters, we got you. Free $20. T- so free ticket into this, into this tournament, right? Um, and it's full. So just filled. So while we're hopping in here and I have the 102, which I'm pretty excited for, um, trying to look. I always love uh, our, our good friend Updog is in here. Flea, Lemmings. I don't know if I know Pluston, obviously, Best Ball Nation, Tony. Never draft running backs. So good. This is certainly, certainly a friends and family draft however the thing i was terrible um i think I, I think i mentioned this too i was horrible on drafters last year straight up terrible awful like min cashed two teams out of like 25 or 30 like legit horrible didn't know what i was doing with the cumulative format was just dra- coming over from drafting on DraftKings and underdog and just like kind of doing the same thing, drafting the same players, drafting the same structures, and I was bad. And I and and on those other sites, I had a good year. I had a really good year. Had one of the best teams on underdog, like that existed. Um, really good advance rates, despite some really bad, some like really legitimately bad player takes. Uh, had good years. Had a horrible year on drafters last year so anything i say is certainly not coming from a a i know everything angle but what i will say is that kind of experience i felt like i i learned a lot and i'm excited to kind of tackle this platform this year because i do think a lot of people have that problem too of you just come on to drafters you draft the same guys you're drafting on underdog DraftKings, whatever in the same structures and the cumulative thing and full PPR, it's this hybrid between the two from a scoring perspective, right? It is full PPR and it is 20 rounds. So that's very much like DraftKings, but there are no bonuses for yardage like there are on DraftKings. So it's kind of a little, so JT goes, and this is where in full PPR, I do really like, certainly still do like Christian McCaffrey, but um, I'm taking Cooper Cup 102. He's actually my 101 here in full in full PPR. Um, I think there's absolutely a case to be made for Christian McCaffrey too, but I prefer Cooper Cup personally. Um, David asks, so on drafters, since it's cumulative points, do we just not give a shit about stacks and correlation, just values all day? I would say no to that. Um, what I would say is we don't care about, you know, week 17 correlation and we don't want to go 
wild and crazy stacking, but we also do want like the upside that comes with week to week correlation and being in on specific teams. Right. So think last year, Matthew Stafford and Cooper cup, right? If one is having a big, if Cooper cup is having 150 yards and two touchdowns, well, that's 150 yards and two touchdowns that Matthew Stafford had and threw to him. So their weekly upside is also correlated. And that's kind of, you know, the thing that we almost take for granted on the other sites where we're, we're certainly targeting the stacking, but it's always viewed through the lens of, oh, when I get to the playoffs, I need the stack for that weekly upside. Well, if we need the stack for the weekly upside in the playoffs, the weekly upside also exists throughout the entire year. And if one guy has a big season, someone that he's correlated with positively is also more likely than to have, you know, a big season or big weeks or, or whatever. And so um, I definitely still want to be correlating my teams. This is a different kind of correlation, right? I, I will, pro- it will probably come up later in this draft where I'll say, Oh, so-and-so plays somebody in week 17, because it's so ingrained in my brain from the other, from the other sites. But obviously that, that does not matter at all. I just got done uh, walking the dogs again. I'm trying to make it a routine. Uh, walking the dogs before the Friday streams and it's getting hot outside. I don't know if you can see it. I'm still sweating. Uh, I'm struggling actually a little bit. We're, we're, we're in on the cardio club thing and uh, whew, I'm old and it's a, uh, it's not, it's not uh, particularly easy to up your cardio at any moment. So, this is, oof, I don't really like Kamara. I think I made that known f- fairly uh, emphatically. We're going to turn this into a zero RB team, I think, unfortunately. Um, I am actually going to take Tyreek Hill. I know there's uh, a lot of people are really down on, on Tyreek Hill. And I mean, this is he's a two, three turn pick. So how down is everybody really on Tyreek Hill? But I'm pretty fascinated by the fact that one of the best wide receivers and one of the highest upside wide receivers in the NFL is now going more at the two, three turn solely because of Tua as opposed to Mahomes and um, Devonte Adams, ADP didn't change playing with Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers, but Tyree kill lost half or, you know, around half around or whatever in ADP. So it's pretty interesting. I'm trying to get a little bit of, of Tyree kill. Um, not anything crazy, but he's still, he, he's Tyreek Hill. Like if he gets open, we have this idea. And that now I am going to take T Higgins here. And uh, this does set up one interesting, uh, great point, Paul. Excellent point. Tyre- well, we don't, do you know that for sure yet? Have they showered together? Paul V says Tyreek hasn't showered, but Tua. I mean, they are practicing together now. So like before, uh, voluntary OTAs. They definitely hadn't showered together as far as I know. But now, probably, they have. There's all sorts of reports. I love the reporting that's coming out of Miami because we obviously had the one video clip of 
to a like under throwing Tyreek, right? Everybody's probably aware of that if you're watching this a week or two weeks ago or whatever it was. And now all the reporting is like every time they connect on a deep on a deep ball in practice, somebody reports it. And not only that, they're putting like the amount of air yards that the pass was. They're like, it was a this was actually true. I'm not making this up for memes. There was a 69 yard touchdown that Tua threw 55 yards in the air, like perfect over Tyreek's shoulder, and he was covered and all that kind of stuff. And they made sure to put out it was a 69 yard touchdown, but it was 55 air yards. The reporters are now putting out like just so everyone knows this stuff you're worried about with Tua's arm. We want to make sure to to uh, to caveat it. Um, David says, I have zero Tyreek Hill. He's definitely not, like, I, I'm certainly not overweight on Tyreek Hill, but I feel like he's getting a little bit of a raw shake, you know what I mean? Where he's still Tyreek Hill, and Tua is not Sam Darnold. Like, we're making, everybody's making him out to be absolutely terrible. And we don't know that. We really don't know how good he was, how good he is, how good he even was last year. Um, and so I've recently, I wasn't taking very much Tyreek Hill at all at the very start of draft season, but I'm trying to come around and kind of rectify that a little bit. Um, let's see here. I assume this is Rollet. R-U-1-1-E-T, Rollet. If your QB is going to be one of the best QBs to draft, good chances top receivers are going to have good seasons. Bingo. Totally agree. 100%. Um, Eric B. But Eric with a C. What's your last name? Because I'm Eric B. We can only, there can only be, there's a lot of Eric's already in this chat, but there can only be one Eric B. But Eric B says Hill is a steal. There. I was going to get into this. We'll get into this for sure at this turn. I'm about to be up. I am on deck. But GA says, and Pete says, you can't do zero RB in these live drafts. Um, I don't know if you're referring to drafters specifically, but it is a good segue into the fact that naturally these drafts are not particularly ideal on drafters for zero RB, generally speaking, right? Um just adding some guys to the queue. I care a little bit less, honestly, about if you guys are seeing what I'm doing here. I am going to take Cortland Sutton. Did I miss the fact that... Uh... Yeah, Judy went. Okay, so Sutton. Um, as it pertains to the cumulative scoring, I'm... <laughs> Uh, the other Eric B says, I'm I'm the original Eric B. It's true. You are the original E-R-I-C B. I agree. Mine is spelled with a K. So you can have the original E-R-I-C B. But I do still think you can win this tournament with zero RB. Maybe not the same kind of zero RB you might win with in um uh, you know underdog or whatever this is very much not a quarterback heavy draft so i am just going to keep keep on keeping on with this uh wide receiver heavy start 
I do still believe you can win in the cumulative scoring. And I think that's a big thing that people talk about that is kind of BS is like, you can't win with zero RB on drafters. I do agree. It's more difficult to win with zero RB on drafter because you need to score the most points in this entire tournament. Meaning week one, week two, week three, week four, you need to have running back points, like real running back points, not just the bullshit 10 points. Like we talk about, like on underdog, just get me by, keep me in the running during those weeks. I need real running back points. One thing that is important to keep in mind at this point in the summer, I might be a little less um, interested in drafting zero RB teams the week before the season starts on drafters because I don't have the full off season of variance and chaos, right? Injuries, the Eli Mitchell thing coming out of nowhere, those certain situations. I don't have the benefit of those playing out in my favor over the course of the off season. Um, to help turn what might be a sixth round, seventh round, eighth round, 12th round running back into an extreme value, right? If you drafted a zero RB team that had Daryl Henderson and James Robinson and what could have been like Gus Edwards last year to where you benefited from, and maybe you were smart enough in a 20 round draft to take Eli Mitchell. If you drafted all of that, you could have just crushed with a zero RB team, particularly with how low scoring uh, running back was, right? So if running back continues to be as low scoring as it was last year, maybe that's just like a league-wide trend, right? The days of Ladanian Tomlinson and old school Christian McCaffrey and Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, maybe they're gone. And we are seeing many, many, many fewer workhorse roles, right? Why does Naj why 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 does someone like Najee Harris go in the first round despite being wildly inefficient, catching a bunch of one yard passes and uh, zero big plays in the running game, etc.? It's because he's a workhorse and those don't really exist. Jonathan Taylor is the one oh one and he's not a workhorse. He doesn't play more than like seventy percent of the snaps. He loses passing down snaps. That didn't that didn't used to exist. The 101, 102, 103 always has been this like workhorse type role. So I do think with all that being said, zero RB can be a little bit more beneficial, again, particularly at this point in the offseason. I'm not like seeking it out. I'm not seeking any particular um, structure out in in any draft, but I think it's a little bit of of uh you know, a, a fake narrative that uh, fake news, if you will, that you can't draft, you know, zero RB teams. I am going to start looking at the uh, queue up a few running backs. Devin Singletary goes 80th overall here. And he goes like in the one hundreds on other sites, which is pretty funny. I do think there are some nice values. Let me look here. Um, I'll take Eli Mitchell. That's fine. I don't really like him, but I haven't taken very much Eli Mitchell. So 
Why not? Tony says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down this Najee talk. I agree. Um, Baseball moderate says, I think zero RB is more viable on full PBR. Definitely agree. The only, the problem is not the full PBR aspect in terms of, of drafters. The problem is I need week one, two, three, four, right? Zero RB capitalizes on the chaos and fragility of that position over the course of an NFL season. And week one, now I am going to take Miles Sanders here. And like, like, so, so here, here's this, this, this draft is a really interesting and fun example of how you might be able to do a, a, a zero RB team on drafters, right? So you see here, I'm here in this column, second column. I draft Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, and Gabriel Davis. I get the wide receiver one, Tyreek freaking Hill, the wide receiver two on the Bengals elite offense, wide receiver one slash two on the Broncos, an offense I'm really excited about, Gabe Davis, young, exciting wide receiver two on the Bills, another elite offense. And then you come back, you have all this wide receiver firepower, and you hit, I don't even honestly particularly love Eli Mitchell, but you get the lead running back. I actually really like Tyrion Davis-Price, but you get the lead running back on the San Francisco 49ers, who always produce awesome running backs, even in timeshares. And then you get Miles Sanders, the lead running back, on the Eagles and an offense we're excited about with another running quarterback. And you're able to kind of piece together still like I'm getting Eli Mitchell and Miles Sanders points out of the gate. Right. And who's to say those guys don't outscore. I mean, there's people taking Cam Akers. You see Antonio Gibson here on the screen. I like Travis Etienne, but is Travis Etienne that much better than those guys? I like James Conner as well. Same issue. Um, and on down the list. So I do think, as you see here, there are ways to implement zero RB on drafters that make sense. Now, I'm more willing on underdog to really push zero RB, even more than maybe some other like, you know, zero RB zealots will be willing to push. Like, I, I'll, it'll be double digit rounds before I take my first running back sometimes. I think you're drawing way too thin here probably on drafters to do that. And there's this nice archetypes in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth round that fit for drafters and can allow you to still win this tournament without an early round running back. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Sir Shiba. Uh, that's very unfortunate. Obviously I was hoping for Trey Lance and uh Fenway Andy here out of the five spot takes Trey Lance 77th overall in the seventh round before Jalen Hurts, before, before Joe Burrow, before Dak, Brady, and Russ. So that sucked. The real Eric B says, I really like all your receivers. Insane start. It is a pretty insane start. Um, somebody did mention, GA said, yeah. GA said, I have trouble clicking setting at that price. I, I kind of agree. So it's a it's two um, almost like a colliding thoughts, if you will, on like Sutton and Judy. In the median, basically none of these Broncos, you can project them to pay off these prices. But someone 
on the Broncos, probably multiple people are going to crush these prices, whether it's Javante, Judy, Sutton, Alberto, Melvin, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Greg Dolchich, whoever, someone is going to crush their prices. We just don't know who. Um, so that's the issue with with them. Not quite as much just like general price. What's quarterback looking? Oh, my Lord. Quarterback and tight end are really bad. Oof. Ah, we're in trouble here, guys. Um, I think I'm gonna, I don't really like CPAT here, but but I think we're going to take CPAT another kind of, uh, veteran pass, you know, pass catcher. What is that? 95th overall, uh, round after ADP. We'll take him. He fits the structure. We're in a, we're in a tough range here. We are in a tough range. We're going to put some of these young. Oh, this is what I got to do here. Shout out Olave. I, I really like Olave, but we're taking MVS. And um, what this is going to turn into, I can, uh, I can almost assuredly tell you what this is going to turn into is a three quarterback, three tight end team. So that's also why it's important to take all this early, vo- like once you see, right, I went and looked at quarterback and I went and looked at tight end. You saw me look at those two positions. And I see that Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Tua Fields, Lawrence are the best quarterbacks available. I go to tight end. I see Ertz, Gronk, Alberto, Kasicki. Those are the best tight ends available. None of those guys are like that. I, I got to jump out. You know, I got to jump at the screen to grab those guys and put them onto my team. So I'm just going to stockpile this running back and wide receiver quality, knowing that I'm just going to take extra volume at those positions. You know, what I prefer to have an elite quarterback and an elite tight end, it, particularly in the drafters cumulative scoring format. Of course, it doesn't mean I can't win by through volume at those positions. I just have to know ahead of time that I'm planning for it. GA says, what's wrong with Nuke? Well, it's cumulative scoring. I need 17 weeks of scoring from my team to win the format. And he's suspended for six games. I can't get, (laughs) I, I physically cannot get the first six weeks of games. God forbid if he misses any more games. So this format in particular, I'm willing to, play the ADP game with nuke on underdog and um, probably especially on DraftKings, and see when I can get him to fall. And he fits into certain teams on drafters. If you go look, uh, uh, you know, pumping, pumping some, some spike week stuff. If you go look at the drafters rankings, he's like buried, absolutely buried. And, and this ADP, in my opinion is uh, sorry to, to updog who just took him in the ninth round. I, I think he's a he he's like a 14th 15th round pick in this format. Um, I'm ballparking, you know, so I don't know if you want to argue he's a 12th round pick or whatever. I think that's fine. I don't think you can take DeAndre Hopkins in the ninth round in this format. Just my opinion. Um, he's also yeah, as David says, he's also old. This isn't like uh, like like had Jerry Judy gotten suspended where it's a young player. He's like, he already showed signs of declining last year. They brought in Hollywood. They have Rondale. They have Zach Ertz. It's also possible that uh, um, he's just not that great of a fantasy asset anymore. Old, aging wide receiver. 
who now is suspended for six weeks, and they brought in a whole lot more co- target competition for him. So, um, I, 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 I've buried him. I, this is a fair point. And I didn't, Updog, I did not know this was you, by the way. Shout out to Updog, who's an awesome member of the Discord community. I didn't know this was your uh, YouTube. That's so funny. All this time, a year, a year, and I didn't know that this was your uh, YouTube handle. That's really funny. But, um, that's totally fair. This was, but that's that. That's kind of my point. Is that I think he's going to keep falling, and he should keep falling. If this is the lowest he's gone, that's he needs to go much further outside the top one hundred for me. For me, I think this is great. Great comment from Paul. This is an interesting though. We had such an insane QB run there, probably sparked by uh, Fenway Andy. If you're watching, I apologize probably sparked by this asshole drafting Trey Lance in the seventh round. We get this QB run where all these guys go uh, and then no one takes a quarterback for two and a half rounds. So, but that's a good thing for me. I think I do need to look at tight end. This is where I, I admittedly actually kind of struggle a little bit. I actually really like Jacoby Myers in this format. Um, with the contingent I'm going to take Rashad White because I want a little bit of pure ceiling at running back mixed in maybe a smidge early I don't know I can't remember where exactly his um, uh, ADP sits like on underdog and DraftKings but that's something um, I talk a lot about archetypes right like mixing and matching archetypes and like I draft a zero RB team here. So I've got right. Miles Sanders, Eli Mitchell, CPAP. None of those guys are going to be like true stone cold RB ones. Um, <laughs> I might kick the can down the road still. Actually I lied. I also want some upside at tight end. And so I'm going to take Alberto. Um, little, Again, relative to underdog and DraftKings, a little early from an ADP perspective, but you have to play the play the ADP game on the site that you're on. And I do want a little bit of like pure ceiling. Right? There's not a lot of these tight ends that we're going to run into here. Like I like Pat Fryermuth. I like Hunter Henry. I like Cole Komet. I like Njoku. I like all these guys. These guys aren't going to be the tight end two or the tight end three. Alberto has it has a ceiling within his range of outcomes that I, I in my opinion. None of these other guys really have. So I like to, when I'm taking, when I know I'm taking volume at the position, I still do like to mix in the upside shot, right? So like, we're going to get to quarterback. Obviously Cousins, <laughs> Cousins, Watson, Fields all go. So maybe I should have uh, hit quarterback there at that turn. But, right, so like, say whatever you want about the Daniel Joneses of the world. I need to mix those kind of guys into this structure. I can't just take, Mac Jones and Matt Ryan and Kenny Pickett. Like I can't just take these, maybe Kenny Pickett's not a good example. Uh, Davis Mills, these pocket passing, right? I can draft some of those guys for sure, particularly if I have a stack with them, but you do have to still mix in a little bit of the upside archetype um, in this structure. So the real Eric B said he was drafting uh, Hopkins 
if he made it. David says, it's also a question of structure. When you're going zero RB and pushing quarterback and tight end down, you need the wide receivers to keep you afloat. Hopkins doesn't fit that mold. I have nothing to add. I totally agree. Nothing to add. Sorry, I had to text the wife back. Yeah, see, I, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think the suspension, Eric says, I think the suspension cost is baked in there. I, uh, I can understand that, that perspective for sure. But at pick 100, like a give or take, around pick 100, like, look at who's going. Like, first round rookies. You know, I really, I really like MBS. I'm biased, right? You know, like good, good, good picks that are contributing are going at that spot. I mean, I got to just click some guys into the old queue here. You know, I actually do think I need to take Zach Wilson. Again, you got to build in a little bit of upside archetype for you in this in this structure, and I certainly uh, am not a, a Zach Wilson stan. Not particularly excited about the prospects of of Zach Wilson, but with all the weapons that he has, with the rushing ability, um, with the coaching staff too, there's upside in there. Obviously, Lemmings took Daniel Jones right in front of me. So uh, we're hurting a little bit at quarterback. <laughs> You're watching me bleed money based on my quarterback uh, selections here. Tight end looks okay. Uh, running back looks okay. I'll be honest with you. I also think I just have to take Jamison Williams here. Um, similar concerns to like we just talked about with DeAndre Hopkins in terms of early season production, but I get him as a rookie first round pick 13th overall. I get him 40 picks later. And as my, um, what wide receiver trying to pull it up here. Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's my wide receiver seven. Um, so kind of trying to mix and match, build in a little bit of that upside as the season goes on. And if you guys know me, you also know, I'm admittedly a Jamison Williams, Stan, and Homer. Um, Eric says, I can't bring myself to draft Watson. I assume Deshaun Watson. I am also the same way. I get it. I get it. If if you want to bet on the scenario where he doesn't get suspended or blah, blah, blah. Totally get it. I have not been drafting him. I thought I missed something zero rb on underdog is a great strategy this year one top rbs are all old except a couple 100 we covered that also um if you missed the wednesday best ball bros episode with pat kareen so good pat is so smart i love listening um to pat's takes analysis everything it makes me such just so much of a better player listening to pat and that was one of the things he talked about that like, you know, he did a, a research last year about a multi-part article about um, when we're drafting running backs early in drafts, right? First two rounds, let's call it. 
we need to be targeting the guys with what quote unquote legendary upside. And what does that mean? He went into it, right? He defined what all that, what, what the whole legendary upside means, but then he defined kind of the parameters in which we can generally find the players that have the legendary upside. And um, the big thing that he talked about on Wednesday that people like people took a lot of stuff from that article because it was really good. The maybe the big thing that applies to this year from that piece was that it's generally young guys like 25 and under that are the legendary upside running backs. And this year to Eric's point and what Pat said on Wednesday, so many of the early running backs are old, like not even just like older than 25, like old, like, like Derrick Henry is old, like very old. Christian McCaffrey is actually older than 25, right? Like Galvin Kamara is old. Dalvin Cook is old. Austin Eckler's not that young. Like the, a lot of these guys are old. And so that makes things really interesting. We're in this weird pocket of NFL time where it's like all the lead running backs are like 26, 27, 28, 30 years old. Um, all right, back on me. Obviously, nobody left in my queue. Wah, wah. I do like Gerald Everett. Actually, quite a bit I like Gerald Everett. Let's look at quarterback because I'm about to get freaking – oh, my Lord. I am about to get locked out of quarterback. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to take Gerald Everett because I'm panicking under the <laughs> under the gun here. I really hate these quarterbacks. Oh, and there goes Matt Ryan. I think I have to – let me think about this. So I have Zach Wilson. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take I am gonna take Wentz. I don't really like Wentz, but um, that's okay. Not great options to stack with Wentz. Logan Thomas might come back to me. Curtis Samuel might come back to me. So that's good. Um, I do really like Gerald Everett, and honestly, Alberto Gerald Everett. Um, and somebody else at tight end is it's pretty cool. But this room has killed me at uh, quarterback. So David says Tannehill over Wentz easy. So that's I, – I have no issue with that take either, except I, I have a stance on the Titans that I'm taking, and it is that – you remove AJ Brown from you, you have an aging Derrick Henry, uh, continually getting worse offensive line. You remove one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and replace him with a rookie who can't even get through practice, and a veteran with a torn ACL, you know, coming off a torn ACL and Robert Woods. And I think the Titans offense is just something I'm avoiding, like almost entirely. Um, if you want to talk me into Hassan Haskins or whatever, I'm, I, I think um, I mentioned also on Wednesday, the show with Pat and something I talked about on ship chasing last year was like offenses that I would call like a house of cards that like, it's not that there's not potential, right? If it stays up, it stays up. If you're able to put it all together and nothing happens, it stays up, but it could, it's so fragile, could really easily fall down, right? Somebody walks past it too fast over house of cards the titans are pretty much like that like this could go bad 
really bad for the Titans. And Tannehill has been reliant upon 100% efficiency. And a lot of that efficiency comes from having A.J. Brown on the team. What if Traylon – now it's reliant upon Traylon Burks to be A.J. Brown if Ryan Tannehill is going to be that good. And Derrick Henry helps make that offense more efficient. Derrick Henry's presence helps make Tannehill what – Derrick Henry's getting old, right? We just talked about that. So I'm kind of out on um, on Tannehill. I, haven't, I actually haven't drafted him at all on any site. Yes. Uh, question is, you like Mariota or Pickett as a late round flyer? I don't know if you're asking me to pick between the two. I would probably choose Pickett. Um, but but to, I, I like both. I like both just fine. I am going to queue up some of these quarterbacks just in case something happens. I get a, uh, I get a quarterback. I'm going to look at running back as well. Woof. Running back is not great. Oh, okay. So I ha- I'm pretty sure – hold on. I just want to double-check that – ooh. I don't think the one spot is going to take Logan Thomas. So we're going to – we're going to – we're about to smash a double stack, backdoor Washington double stack for the win, as the kids say. When uh, And I think that will be it for me at wide receiver. I don't really, I, I don't really like Logan Thomas, but oh, but such as such as life. Let me move him up in the queue. <clears throat> Nothing like a 15, 16, 17 round Washington football stuff of there. Wide receiver three and old tight end coming off a uh, serious serious knee injury, but. Fits the team. Let's go, Washington. We actually talked about that in the Discord today. Myself and JXP, who shout out JXP. We, I, I love the Discord for so many reasons. But one is that there's so many smart people that we can have disagreements. And any day, we disagreed on like the Travis Etienne injury stuff. We can joke about it. We can uh, whatever. Dog. Uh, my dog just let out some flatulence. It was extremely loud. So loud that I have my noise cancelers on and I could still hear it. So I'm a little thrown. I'll be honest with you. Um, and maybe that's a bad sign for <clears throat> Travis EDN that that just happened while I was trying to talk about him. However, I love the, the, the Spike Week Discord because we can talk about um, things like that, like Travis CTN injury, what does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. And then come back the next day and we, uh, a great member of the community, he and I can disagree. And then we come back today and we're like, yeah, but uh, I kind of think the commanders, I'm still going to call them the football team. I really much prefer the football team. It's a, it's a better name than commanders. It's way better. So, kind of think that the market is just really burying the commanders and like are they like last year we were drafting Antonio Gibson in the second round Terry McLaurin at the beginning of the third round um Logan Thomas in what eighth round Curtis Samuel in the 10th 11th round 
Ryan Fitzpatrick was getting drafted. JD McKissick was getting drafted. Deami Brown was one of the like most steamed wide receivers in all drafts. We were smashing all of these Washington football team players. And now this year we're out. Antonio Gibson falls. Terry McLaurin goes in a somewhat similar range, but cheaper than before. I know Logan Thomas is coming up injury, but he is, I mean, I just took him in the 17th round, <laughs> you know, 10 rounds later than he went last year. Curtis Samuel goes in the 16th round. John Dotson is the first round wide receiver pick that no one gives a shit about. No one is interested in Jahan Dotson. And I'm not like arguing about his archetype or whatever, but he's a first round pick wide receiver on a team with tons of available opportunity. And Carson Wentz has been buried, absolutely buried by the fantasy football community. And like, is he good? Is he great? Of course not. Of course not. But is Carson Wentz is not, you know, Mason Rudolph, and everybody makes you makes it out to believe like he's Mason Rudolph. He's not that bad, you know. It, 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 we 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 bury the guys who are average to below average so fast. This actually happened to Derek Carr. I'm not saying Carson Wentz is Derek Carr, but Carson, Derek Carr was like an average NFL quarterback, let's call it, and because he was just average and then like he made mistakes, people just buried him. Absolutely buried him. And then look, a couple of years later, now he looks pretty good. Okay. Quarterback's bad here. Running back's bad. I do actually think this is a good team for James White. So we're going to put him at the top of the queue. Like I said, I think – let me think about this. Quarterback and two running backs on this team. So I'm going to take James White. He fits this team. And I do want a little ceiling at running back here. I can't take Keontae. I can't give in to uh, the Spike Week bros with Keontae. I'm just going to queue up a bunch of running backs. So I don't know the late round ADP that well on running backs. I think we can wait for the last round. And then um, let me look here really quick. I just want to look at my team. No stack with Zach Wilson. That's unfortunate. Not going to have... <clears throat> And he's, but I, I have to take Kenny Pickett as my third quarterback. Not super fun, but one in Rome. I don't know if that applies, but sounded good. Exactly. Football team's a cool name. That's actually a banger at 15 through 18 if Dotson sucks, which we all believe. The dog disagrees. The consigliere, that is an excellent, excellent, excellent comment. Shout out to you. <laughs> Don't hate this either. Consigliere also says, if you have pit players, I, I like Trubisky as a fade on picket. I think that's fine. I think you can do both too. Because uh, I'm I'm also we don't need to talk about Mr. Trubisky. I talked about him so much <clears throat> in uh, in the off season. Uh, Jameson is a steal there. Jameson was a steal there, wasn't it? I know I'm a stan. I know I uh, draft way too much Jameson Williams as it is because I mean he's from St. Louis, so like he's going to be good. We know that. But also I'm just I just am excited about the prospect. And for the 13th overall pick. Rookie wide receiver. I know, I trust me, I understand the injury thing. To fall all the way to pick 146 
in the 13th round. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Let's see. Any premiums on positions in this tournament? Quarterback yards, tight end premium. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, touchdowns, just heard about drafters. Uh, no, as Paul says in the chat, it's just full full PPR. There are uh, If you're coming from DraftKings, there are no yardage bonuses, right? 300-yard bonus, 100-yard bonuses. There's none of that on drafters. And no funky scoring or anything like that. Just straight-up normal full PPR on here on drafters. Um, hundred percent football team was a cool name. hundred percent. He's gone now, <clears throat> obviously. Thank you. Best ball moderate, but I'm very much on very much on Chris Evans. Also just realized I have Boston Scott as the only guy in the queue and I already drafted, um, shit. I already drafted, um, Miles Sanders. This is bad. Oh boy. We're gonna we're gonna take somebody gross here. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. We're gonna take somebody really gross here. God, this is bad. All right, here we go. You ready for the take? I just took Dontrell Hilliard for those listening on audio. Yeah, David says don't handcuff yourself, which is exactly what I was doing. But we talked. It, it was on top of my mind. We talked earlier about the my Titans take, which was like house of cards or whatever. So who benefits in this house of cards scenario? If Derrick Henry is an injury risk and old and maybe getting less efficient and not going to play on passing downs. Well, give me, give me that pass catcher. Dontrell Hilliard was actually not that bad last year, both running and he played the receiving back role when Derrick Henry was out with Deonta Foreman. So I'm a, I've drafted a little bit of, of Hilliard, mostly on DraftKings. I don't think I've taken him yet on underdog. But actually, he makes sense here. If he if he he's the passing down back on the Titans, right? So you mix in, <clears throat> as you see here on my screen. I'll zoom in a little bit. Let me zoom, zoom, zoom. As you see here, this team is um not my favorite. <laughs> not my favorite not, not my favorite team I've ever drafted but that's okay got totally locked out of quarterback and end up but end up with Zach Wilson Carson Wentz and Kenny Pickett it's a zero running back team but still get Eli Mitchell you know so get the 49ers lead back get the Eagles lead back get this kind of weird hybrid player um, who does fit better in full PPR in Cordero Patterson get Rashad White who was kind of the mixed in pure handcuff ceiling guy that I you I really needed on this team, right? I, I don't know that Eli Mitchell, Sanders, CPAT, and then the pass catchers that I took later, I don't know that they have the raw upside to help me win this tournament. I need Lenny to get hurt and Rashad White to be, you know, a top five running back, right, on this team. that That's pretty much what this team is, is drawn to at some point in the season. Mitchell, Sanders, maybe CPAT, James White, et cetera, can get me – to that point with good enough scores and I need Rashad white to be uh, the man as Ant says, QBs are pretty ugly. I totally agree. Got locked out of quarterback. Such is life. Going to need something going to need a borderline miracle on this team from Zach Wilson, 
mainly from Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett. Carson Wentz can help keep me afloat, and I have him stacked up, right, with Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. It didn't work out perfectly with stacks. It didn't work out perfectly with quarterbacks. But I actually feel fine about the the running backs. Every, like you said, honestly, it's really just the, the 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 not getting something with Zach Wilson because I was pressed at quarterback with where you know just where um, when it came to me needing some kind of upside archetype at the quarterback position and Zach Wilson kind of being the last of that breed. And then just piecemealing it together together at quarterback. But I mean, wide receiver, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Ty- T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, Gabriel Davis, MVS, Jamison Williams, and Curtis Samuel. That's upside at wide receiver. And honestly, Albert O, Gerald Everett, and Logan Thomas are tight end. I'm really cool with that. And running back, I'm pretty fine with that group of running backs, too. The quarterback thing is what will make or break this team, obviously. But if you can get a Zach Wilson breakout, you can get a Kenny Pickett breakout. These kinds of teams, I do still think, can 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 do well. Wentz comeback season, a few years late. Wentz was once upon a time, many a year ago, the front runner for MVP on the Eagles. So, uh, you know, you just need him to recreate. What was that, 2018 or something? Like that? Question is, who do you think had the best draft? Um, great question. I haven't reviewed, I haven't gone through all these teams, just looking really quickly. Scrolling. I mean, other than me, of course, because I always have the best draft. That's how, you know, that's just how this shit works. Um, do, do, do really like the, oh my gosh. Uh, this never draft RBs team here kind of flipping the script on uh, what would be like a superhero running back team and taking Brees Hall and taking Travis Etienne and then getting other running backs that fit really well from an upside perspective, right? James Cook, pass catcher on an awesome offense. Rojo, ambiguous situation. Not going to catch a lot of passes, but he's on the Kansas City Chiefs. I love Deonta Foreman and I love Chris Evans. That group of running backs is really fun and you just need someone to break out, right? out of any of those and all of those guys are relevant like breakout candidates. So you take the Stefan Diggs and CD Lamb first and then you you move away from, you know, the more locked in running backs at the top of drafts, um, but you get the Diggs CD start instead and then you flip it over to Brees ETN and I think that's pretty fun <clears throat> getting Dak to CD is nice getting Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk is nice. And even Ryan Tannehill to um, Robert Woods. You know, I talked about my Titans hate, but I get it. It has Dak uh, with Dalton Schultz as well. So Cowboys stack with some fun running backs, fun wide receivers. Pretty good team. I mean, he did draft the fourth wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars in LaVisca Chenault. I don't know why you wouldn't just take Zay Jones. That's a, oh my God. So now I know who this is. Uh, the real Eric B says that's his team. He is for anyone that drafts on drafters and sees never draft RBs. That is that is Eric B's team. And shout out to you. It's a really good team. It's a really good team. Except stop taking Lavisca. Um, 
Tony says no need to look at his, so we're going to look at it. <clears throat> I mean, Najee, shocker. Javante, Josh Allen, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah Moore. Why is this not scrolling? Joe Burrow, Dawson Knotts. I mean, at least you double tap both Seattle running backs at the 9 10, uh, you know, turn in rounds 9 and 10. It, anytime you can draft two running backs who don't catch passes on what might be the worst offense in the NFL that probably won't score any points. And their defense stinks. So when there might actually be some fantasy points to be had, it's going to be another running back out there. Do that. Draft those guys. And Justin Fields. Good Lord, dude. Are you freaking auto-picking? Why are you taking Justin Fields in the 11th round when you have Josh Allen and Joe Burrow on your team? I mean, it's 5 o'clock here. I know you're in the same, so maybe you started early on the 5 o'clock uh, uh, weekend drinking. Good thing you won a million last year, Tony. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Everybody have a, a year working, working, working. Uh, everybody have a freaking wonderful weekend. The weather outside here is beautiful. I hope it is same for you everywhere we're gonna get out and enjoy it a little bit and we'll be back as usual on mondays monday evening i believe 7 eastern 7 p.m eastern with another draft probably on underdog this time but i really enjoyed this drafters one and i'm gonna try to do a lot more friday drafters drafts maybe we'll mix in some on mondays too but uh this this was actually a lot of fun i hate my team and i hate you guys for doing that to me at the quarterback position, but it was still a lot of fun. Like I said, be back on Monday. Well, also uh, people have been asking in the discord about the merch. I've teased some of the merch on Twitter, hats, shirts, all that kind of stuff. It's coming very, very soon. I there's somebody helping me with the, the Shopify store. It's coming up very soon. And the tools that we're going to be launching are coming like, really really soon we have a uh, a little bit a little tiny little bit of development left to do and some uh you know i's to dot and t's to cross and then we will be ready to rock and roll with some best ball tools so i'm very excited all that stuff is coming very soon but until that all gets launched enjoy your weekend i will see you guys on monday and um yeah that's about it See ya. Peace. Bye.